This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, as parents, we want our children to have the best and be happy. At the same time, too much getting what they want can lead to becoming spoiled. What's the healthy, proper chinuch approach to striking the right balance? Let me, let me, I want to elaborate on that question because I basically decades ago asked Revolvi the same question. Really? Is yeah. We want to teach our kids chesed. We want to teach our kids chesed. And on the other hand, we don't want them to just have everything that they want just because they want it. So how do you strike the balance of teaching them chesed and yet teaching them discipline and limitations? So... Um... A few points. First of all, in terms of what the child is given for free, you need to take a measure of what's the norm. Um, let's take a silly example. Um, if every kid gets three meals at home and you want to charge that he should have to chop wood for it, it may have been nice 100 years ago, but it's not right. And, and, and a kid, you, you need to get a, a feeling for what's norm. And that's why when you choose a neighborhood to live in, the norms of that neighborhood are going to be very critical. If you live in a neighborhood where nobody goes away for Pesach, and you don't go away for Pesach, that's fine. That's good. Um, if you live in a neighborhood where everybody goes away for Pesach, and you're the only family that's not going away for Pesach, you're imposing an emotional burden on your child, even though... If he were an adult, he could understand, they should understand everything. It's not a good chinuch because there's too much emotional baggage there that he feels deprived. And his sense of being deprived is going to be measured by his surroundings. Uh, somebody once said that when a child says everyone has, it's based on, it's, it's, a, it's a statistic based on a sampling of one. That's the way somebody described it. But, but, but the reality is a, a kid does see. So the first choice you make is the, the given is, is, is something that's normal. Two, giving something beyond. I, I told somebody who was, a, he came from a very wealthy home. He wanted to live in a Beitora neighborhood in, in Etzel because he did not want to live in a wealthy neighborhood. I told him, but then you have to by and large conform to other people, if no one else has a car, having a nice car is, is an issue. You, 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 you're, it's unhealthy for a child to feel different. It's not a good feeling. Two, um, if, you, if you want a child to have everything, and this is a terrible American thing, is that means giving it to him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have everything, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a way to earn everything. Um, a child who learns to earn things is much happier with what he earned. Then, and you're giving him the biggest gift. Now, the earning doesn't have to be chopping wood. It should ideally be accomplishments. And they should be accomplishments that will satisfy him. For instance, if the accomplishment is getting a 100 on a test, so if the kid is a bright kid, it'll come effortlessly. And he doesn't really, you know, it's not earned. Of course, he looks at the material once, He's got it. So getting 100 tests is, is not a real accomplishment. 
and, and he knows it down deep and he doesn't feel happy. On the other hand, you take a kid that's weak <clears throat> and he has to achieve something that's really beyond him. So he might do it, but it'll be stressed out terribly. Giving meaningful achievements. Um, and there was somebody, uh, somebody I know, in, he lives in a, he's, he's well-to-do, but he, he had this thing with his kid. His, he wanted his kid to do something. And he told his kid, I very much want to go see the World Series. I, I, um, I believe it's the World Series. I, he was talking about the Super Bowl, but I think the price for the tickets was out of his range. So I want to go see a game World Series. Let's make a deal. If you learn um, X amount every night, a half hour, or whatever it is, you go, and so on, then both of us together will go. You know, you know, or and 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 it was a, and the kid did it and he was thrilled with it, and and the fact that the father said, "I'm in the same boat. We need to earn our way," was was a, was the right tone. So giving the children ways to earn things, and Baruch Hashem today we we want our kids, children to learn a lot. We have resources for that, but 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 that that the, the giving the child a sense of earning things is the best we can give him. One of the things I'm very against, you know, you have people, someone asked me this, he's, he wants to buy a pair of film for his kid, his kid's getting by mitzvah, person is, 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 has no shortage of, of, of means, he's going to walk into the Knakadika sofa near Shalayim and tell him, here's a blank check, give me the creme de la creme, the stuff that Reb Chaim Konevsky wears. I told him that's horrible, that that's not a, the hitter and tefillin, it's 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 it means nothing to you. I said buy the child a compared film. Then, if he then let him someday learn the halachas and know what it is that he wants more. Let him make an effort to earn money is somehow to get the extra pair. It's it, it, it's it's the 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 effort and the achievement is where it's at. And 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 uh, you know, unfortunately, we, it's 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 all it, it all turns into into meaningless check. Well, it did mean that film could cost ten thousand dollars, and this person wouldn't bat an eyelash. It's not. So, so what does it mean to the kid? The kid doesn't appreciate, doesn't understand it, and and mitzvahs are just another payment, another you know, in in, in the ledger of, of of payments, it's just another one. Okay, so. Um... This is, uh, again, you talked, um, this is a more Israel-oriented, but because it's a little easier, the problem is not quite as as harif in America as it is in Israel, but I think that there's a dimension of it also, and I hope that um, the uh, everyone on the chat, even who's not in Israel, is considering Israel, and one of the big challenges in Israel is choosing a community and choosing chinuch and choosing a, a derech. So let me read the question because it's a long question, but I think it's something that's on most alumni in Eretz Yisrael. It's on their minds. And those who are considering Aliyah, it's going to be on their minds. So as a Balchuva couple living in Israel, we are having a very difficult time choosing where to live. We have two small children that are not yet in school and are feeling the pressure to settle on a family identity that we can be consistent about. We are both the only members on both sides of our family who are observant Jews, so we are actually aware of the responsibility we have to resurrect Torah Judaism in both our family lines and pass it down to the next generations. While we connect to the seriousness of Haredi devotion to leading a Torah-centered life, we are concerned that if we live in a Haredi environment in Israel, 
It may not be psychologically healthy for us because it's so culturally different from how we grew up. We lament the feeling that we are seemingly stuck between two bad choices, either risk psychological well-being by living in a Haredi place that totally doesn't suit our personalities, or risk having our kids go off the derrick because of influences of the non-Haredi society. What is the most important aspect to consider when choosing a place to raise our family in Israel? Would a place that is largely secular, but quote, normal, unquote, comfortable for us, with our belonging to a small Haredi-oriented Kirov community be an acceptable compromise? And I'll just tack on another question that didn't come from this person, but it's definitely related. Is there value in Anglos who make Aliyah retaining their Angloness in Israel? Or is it better to try to integrate into Israeli society to the extent that one can? I know this is a very big question. It's a very tough right. question, very individualized on a certain level. But I think that everybody wants to hear your wisdom on this question. So you, it is, you know, I, I, I lived 25 years in Atzestro, the most beautiful years of my life. I yearn for him. I, um, you know, it, 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 I, I Hashem, feel a tremendous sense of accomplishment over here and, and have responsibilities. But the life we led was idyllic. And it was very helpful that I basically grew into it. I came to the Yeshiva. I was not 17 yet. I became acclimated rapidly. I, it felt at home. My wife was the daughter of Rosh Hashiva. I, I was, I'm, I'm very complimented with it. It's the language we speak with our kids. The place we lived was the exact same type of people, American Yeshivalite who settled in Eretz Yisrael. It, it was, I, I was blessed. I could gave me a, a tremendous matana. That I, it, it, that's uh, the more I see. And when people want to move to Eretz Yisrael, I tell them it, it, it's tremendous. But there are three big challenges, and you can't just say it'll be taken care of. You have to, and one of them is what you pointed out. One or two. So let, let's let, let's see let's see if we can put a finger on it and get some some sense of things. First of all, um, in, in America, a mix and match is easier. In other words. You have boys who learn to Yeshiva University and are in Lakewood, vice versa. Um, you, you have people who dress quite up-to-date, let's call it, work as highly regarded professionals in a field that's kind of not Hamish and in a, in a, in a what do you call it, a white shoe law firm. And their kids will be going to a very Haredi Yeshiva. And it's not seen as an anomaly. That's America. It's, it's sort of a mix and match. You can choose different things, and it, it's, you know, that's, that's uh, American culture. It's American from culture. Israel is very different. Everything is, is kind of, it's, it's beginning to change a bit, but it's still very regimented, and there are some issues that are either or. Either you go to the army, you don't go to the army. You know, it, 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 you, you, you either celebrate your Matzmut, you don't celebrate your Matzmut, or, or, you, or, you, or you hoist a black flag on your Matzmut. But, but things are very, very, mix and match, is, and, and that's part of the problem. To, 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 to put yourself, one mistake that I detect in this question is, if you're in an environment that you are unhappy, the kids will not be stark because of it. In other words, the, 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 you can't say, if you feel 
if you if you don't admire the people you live with and and you don't buy into what they're teaching then the kid is not going to be stark just because the environment is stark he's going to be cynical and um, i once told we had parents uh, meeting once in the, in the high school it's it's normally it's the same school and i have less contact but and i was talking and one of the things i spoke to them was they asked what if a rebbe says this if a rebbe said that the other thing i told them never ever and contradict your Rebbe straightforward, your Charles Rebbe straightforward. Because if you do, then please stop and ask for a refund for your tuition because you're getting nothing out of the school. You, 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 you can, if you don't, if, if, if you don't like what a Rebbe says on a constant basis, it's the wrong school. Uh, you can't say, well, he's off, the, he's off his racket. Uh, it, 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 then, then nothing goes. So to live in a society that you feel has a lot of flaws, but it's it, I need it because it's better for X, Y, and Z, not going to work. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, it, 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 the, a part of it is to find a group of people, and there are, I, I know in Amat Bet Shemesh, there are two, three communities. I, I forgot the name. There's one that somebody is very involved, and um, there's a Rav. I, I, he spoke to me when I was there last time. I forgot his name. And then there's also Rabbi Stein in um, in uh, Rehovot. He's a childhood friend of mine. We, we went to Yeshiva together, who makes his Anglo settler to Israel and makes it his business to help families negotiate it. Belonging to community with a Rav like that will at least he'll help you n- navigate the system. He'll help you understand w- w- in, in your child's school what's just kind of excess, youthful excess, and what's flaws from your perspective, at least. Um, so finding there are today budding communities like that, a handful that that it, it have that flavor where at least you know the people have the same feelings you have, the same attitudes, and have a general same that you want for the kids. There's a small handful of schools that are developing like that. There's Darche Noam, is as 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 a elementary school in Ramat Bet Shemesh, which has a Haredi standard of learning and expected behavior, but a very good um, a very good secular uh, studies department, and prepares the kids going to yeshiva high school. There are two or three yeshiva high schools like Marava, which is excellent. Uh, a public disclaimer: my my son-in-law. Is the man is the manal of it, but certainly my evaluation has nothing to do with it. The fact that I receive a small percentage of the people that send kids there, the tuition cut, that's nothing to do with my um, with my uh, uh, recommendation. But it is it, it, it's a place that is it's it's the only place that really walk that line. Uh, one caveat I give you is they're very expensive, and they also. They, they're very. They, they they take only kids with upgrades. They can afford to. They 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 have they have the market fund. There are two, three, four other ones like that. The Sifta. There, it's a, it's a learning curve because it never existed before. Um. So so you looking for a person that will be your guide to the system is the best. You also need a third thing, and this is a mistake that many Anglo's make. Your child will not be American no matter what. He's Israeli. And you to him are from a different world, the same way like the like the greenhorns or different world to the American kids. But you you what you want for your kid is 
that translating his Israeli um, you know, mindset would be the equivalent of your American mindset in terms of what he wants, and in terms of his what what the level of learning aspires to, the, in terms of his behavior with people, in terms of his um, sense of responsibility to for a family. You, you want you want an Israeli version of what you as a, you cannot retain the Americanism. It, it's it's Israel, but what you what you want is a place in Israel within the Israeli context that's similar enough that you can be happy with it. And having a person that can help you negotiate that, a rough figure. Rabbi Melinus used to do that. There are a handful of Rabbanim. And again, Rabbi Stein in Rechovot told me, I, I bumped into him and he said, he's made this his life's calling. Rechovot is a small community, but it's a beautiful community. Um, I, I've heard there are some other ones. I, I, I don't want to recommend anything specific, but the idea I do want to recommend to find a, 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 a rabbinic person who, who can be, who can help you navigate and, and, and help you get what's right for you. Wow. Okay. That is a, no question, a big challenge. Um, okay. I think this is another thing. Maybe we'll shift back to more, uh, more of an, uh, um, I think an American question, but also a Balchuva question. How should a Balchuva approach interactions with non-Jewish friends from earlier periods of life, how can one maximize a Kiddush Hashem in situations like this? And I would add, and even with non-religious people from an earlier life, how do you how do you navigate those interactions? Because they're different. Balichuva are given different eitzes, and I'm not sure that all of the eitzes are appropriate. And I think you'll probably be able to help them walk the fine line. Um, the uh, um... I think going back to to the to the divide I said before I think is appropriate. You can't disregard your past, um, but there's a big difference between menschlichkeit and bonding. In in the deep bond, is, is it, it no longer the deepest part of yourself is no longer the part that was in common with the other person. So um, the, 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 the type of interaction we're supposed to have with people around us, which is, like I said before, respect and concern and care, sensitivity, those are all values of a Ben Adam. And the fact that you knew this person well and, and so on. To keep up a meaningful relationship. So... You occasionally bump into the person, the person calls for help or yes, something. That, that's, that's, that's a place to really act like a mensch. To seek that same friendship, I, I would assume is no longer natural. Um, you, you're, you're, you're in a different world, different musagim, and so on. So, so to, to, to keep that line. Now, sometimes if a person feels he's going to be schlepped in, that's different. If a person had had friends and they really went to things, that would now be very notoric and uh, and and you know re- any relationship would would draw him back again let's say it's a it's it's a, it's a man woman or whatever it is Th- those are times that you need to make the exception and re- recognize that you're not up to it but in general um you, you know turning it from a, a deep soul companion to 
a nice menschlicher interaction is, is, is where I think the right balance is. Uh, you, we got, we lost you there for a minute. Yeah, uh, so, yeah we I, lost you. so I, I said the, the, the balance, it, the, the, the trick is to balance moving away from a deep soul connection to a a a friendly um, human mental interaction. I, I think that's sort of the way to describe the two sides of it, um, and and it's it's a tough line, tough line to call the shots always. Tough line to follow it, but I think that's appropriate. You know, I want to tell you something very interesting, and on a much on a much um, lesser scale. Um, I grew up on the Lower East Side, which I don't know if you people maybe in ancient history learned about it, but um, it it was a, 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 a fascinating world, a lot of wonderful things. A lot of things that today are kind of you 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 look back and say that wow, um, and most of my the vast majority of my friends there, they're, they're religious, certainly not Haredi, and at I when I finished high school I finished young I was not seventeen when I graduated I left and never came back, and many of those people I hadn't seen for decades, but I bump into them every so often I bump into people that were friends and close. And despite the fact that we're in different worlds, some of them are not religious, but um, there's always a sense of kinship, good old days. And again, I so it's it's very different. These these are not you know that that the people I grew up with, but I you know I'm able to tap into even if there's a world between us and we're in a very different worlds. There's something about it, and and I find it a positive thing. So, you know, it can only it only goes so deep simply because we are in different worlds. But at the end of the day, there's you know you can't deny a certain part of yourself. It was part of me at some point in my life, and so it's it's there. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I, I'm going to ask you, Rabbi, to close with uh, just a. Uh a general uh, charge because these have been some very tough, these last two years have been very tough for all of us on different levels, um, really um, destabilizing social situations, religious situations, and um, maybe a few words of chizuk on how we can, you know, raise ourselves up and, um, you know, use the last couple of years as a springboard for even more, for, for new growth, for different growth, for, different accomplishments and to uh, shake ourselves loose from what has really been a very, uh, very difficult uh, couple of years. Um, yes, I, th I think everyone feels that way. I, I would, I would say, I, I would share two thoughts, two feelings. Um, one is, I'll, I'll use a marshal that I'm distantly familiar with. I um, I am I have I'm very very inept at cooking, and that's why when I watch my wife cook, I um I I try to get an understanding of it. I'm more interested in the lumbus and the philosophy of it rather than the actual cooking. You just froze. You just froze again. What? But I said I'm I'm more interested. Let me just close this. I don't I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. Know. 
I just want to close. I don't know how to close. Yeah, so I, I said I'm, I'm not very, a very uh, adept at cooking, but I tried to look into the understanding of it. So why does a woman stir a pot? That's a good, you know, that's a, to look busy. So when I had to, when I, and the rare occasion when I have to cook myself oatmeal or something as, as, as complex, complicated as that, I recognize that there are clumps and parts that didn't do well. And when you stir it, you uncover the parts that weren't done well, and they get the heat and so on and so forth. I have a feeling we, we become very comfortable. We, we, we're, we're wonderful. We, we have all the boxes checked off and then some. Every so often, Kaddish Baruch stirs the pot, and a lot of raw pieces get exposed. You know, Sholem, Sholem, and Ava, we, I mean, I don't think anyone in America, you know, it's a struggle, fine, everybody's always arguing, so Sholem, but in America, I think everyone felt we have Sholem down pat. And now the COVID thing came, and you have communities that are talking to each other, um, and, and people, and each one, very righteously so. This person thinks the other person is Rotzeach. This thinks the other person is a Moser. And, and, and so HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us, you know, it wasn't real Shalom. It was just because life was easy. So why not? It was being a nice guy. How do you, how do you reconcile with other people? So I think HaKadosh Baruch Hu every so often stirs the pot. So to, to expose pieces that are raw, need to be fixed and so on. So I think the shaking up is Akadosh Baruch Hu guiding that, um, and 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 you know the raw edges? It was meant to stir up some raw edges, so that we have to work on it. Um, and I think specifically the the piece that I think on most people's minds is very very difficult is the getting along with people who you are at loggerheads. The ability to be able to say, if let's say I believe in vaccination, and again, I, I, I obviously I do it and so on, but to to when when needs to be to put the foot down and say that anyone who's not vaccinated can't come to the school or can't come to the shul or anyone without a mask shouldn't be here, be very strong about it, and yet afterwards reassess and say, yes, this person is nuts when it comes to what he thinks about COVID. But he's a good person. Person does a lot of good things. It's no longer relevant. I need to move away from it and say I'll never understand why such a smart, nice person is an absolute idiot when it comes to these things. But that's what it is. When it's relevant, I have to put my foot down and say I don't care. You can't, or vice versa. I, you know, I, I, for the other side, it would be the same. But if if the other person feels admits it to go without a mask and the other people are road for him, I don't, you know, whatever. But once that's moved away, I need to reassess. There was in the shul, in, in the big shul here, one person was, many, most people tend to be very right-wing on Israeli issues. And there was one person who was left-wing. And he said that, and he's, he said that if Israel um, gives back the territories and makes a peace deal, it'll be much better and so on and so forth. So one of the other people stopped talking to him and stopped having any shives with him. So I told a person who was like in the middle, I said, if the other person's statement is, I want Israel to disappear, Chas Shalom, um, and that's why I'm proposing this, then, then yes, the person is a Rotzeach, a Rodef, whatever you want, 
and 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 you shouldn't be near the person. The other person wants his to, but but he mistakenly or rightfully thinks that giving the territories is the right thing. Now, the other person, to best of my knowledge, is not yet the prime minister of Israel. His decisions at this local shul in Shomre in, in Silver Spring don't 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 make it to the cabinet vote. So why why is it a personal thing? You know, it's 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 the other person wants his, and he believes that way. So he, he might be right hundred percent. He might be wrong hundred percent. But why does that translate into enmity? And, and you know, understand the people. And that's why I said when, when in the opening question, you know, you, you go to a, you go to a chassidish uh, um, get together of some sort, chassan, whatever it is, for someone who has who, who's used to people standing in line, waiting their turns. Um, a name where you're supposed to be anything order and organization is appalled by what goes on but the same person will, will in a two room apartment will give you a place to sleep for a few nights without batting an eyelash and I know it and, and you know I, I have to th- their davening will be very warm and they'll be very caring and they could shout and scream also so you have to learn to, to, to say these are people that it's it's it, they have a very intense emotional drive to Yiddishkeit. This is something we can learn from. In the other areas, this is why it's like that. This is I, I you know I don't begin to get it, and I just leave it at that. But in my decision, what my feeling towards the people should be as people, I need to look at the base. What do I think of these people as people? And and then I and and so do I understand why people think that if the government says that it's a hoax. If 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 the if the government said there's 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 a someone was telling me yesterday he he works in public in Yanim, and and it was some of the things that was some of the things that people leaders came to him you know, they were so absurd, but so when when it's relevant you have to do what you have to do to to make things work, but if not there's no reason in the world why on a personal level and I, I, I need to it, it, it why does it translate personal. It's it's a it's a long struggle. It, it is. It's it's not easy. But Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving us the next. He's giving us Shalom two hundred one. We we were we were doing Shalom one hundred one till now, and now it's Shalom two hundred one. What how to deal with people when when some of the views are completely, you know, added added the ballpark in in your sense. So understanding this is what a Kaddish Baruch Hu, anytime Kaddish Baruch Hu brings something big and shakes up things, it's because there are pieces of us that are raw. They will be exposed. It's not going to be pretty because we thought of ourselves as being good and wonderful and sweet people or whatever it is. You know, if, 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 a, a boy learns in yeshiva and he's a big masmid and he's learning shtagnet. Ben Azmanim comes or he leaves yeshiva and two weeks later he can't recognize himself. The answer is, yeah, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is showing you that you had good things on yeshiva, but there's a lot of you that's that's not that hasn't been done yet, and and start doing something about it. Upon him, I, I want to just in general. I've always said it. I, I we have quite a few people in Silver Spring who come from, um, if you know, who've come through either Madrasa Drachel or or um, Spells like Noam, and Baruch Hashem, they're wonderful people. They're people who have. A real sense of the emes of Torah, series of Torah, and adjust and have different. You know, they they adjust to society. They can interact with society well. And it's a big it's a big bracha. It's something that you can you can retain the values and not 
I said last week that the brachas of Yitzchak were not given to Yaakov. They were given to Yaakov when he was wearing the garments of Esau. In other words, you have to be who you are and have the tools to interact with the world around. You can't use, you know, if, if you want to rake coals, you have to be able to wear thick gloves and have, and have a, 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 you know, a pole or something. You can't use your hands for it. There, there, it, it to be able to retain Torah values, the kol kol Yaakov, your, your internal self doesn't change. Your values, your, your, your pneumias are all Torahic, and yet you have the ability to translate it and to interact with the world around you that's very different. I, it's one of the things that I, I, I've seen in, 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 in your mice that have been special. What can I say? It's, uh, okay. Thank you very much, Rabbi Lukliansky. It's been a real pleasure and an honor. And Yashikoyach, I'm sure has been a lot to Chazar also, a lot to think about. And I know I'm speaking for all the Talmidim who really give you a, a, a great thanks. Say and again, apologies for the mix-up. It's whatever it was. It was a little bit patched, but Bez Hashem. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so thank you everybody for joining us, and um, we uh, hope you will stay in touch. This, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, positive things of COVID is that it's enabled us to connect with alumni that we would not necessarily have stayed connected with. And we hope you will stay connected with us, all of the virtual Beit Medrash Shiurim that are going on in the website, um, whether it's once a week, twice a week, um, please uh, join because that's how we stay connected. And we're here to service you and, uh, and to help you. And Yashikoch uh, to everybody for coming. And uh, I think Rabbi Lopiansky re- uh, correctly reflected um, what we try to accomplish. I think he knows it. He's been a, a chaver of Rabbi Herschel and mine for 50 years, and he's seen our Moisid for 40 years, and he knows, uh, he's seen our Talmidim, and I think he knows, he very, very accurately appreciates uh, all of you and the challenges and the accomplishments. <laughs>